Hey you, Nina here. This episode plays with polarized thinking for those of us who see the world in extremes as all or nothing, take it or leave it. Could be you, could be somebody you know. So I am curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. So we're here to talk about polarized thinking today, right? The idea that there is one pole on one side and one pole on the other, And that many of us get stuck in that trap of thinking that that's all that exists. This pole or that pole. All or nothing. Take it or leave it. And what we're going to talk about today is how there's actually quite a bit more between those two things. So I really want you to sit and ask yourself. If you're walking, walk safely. If you're standing, continue to stand and listen. But I want you to ask yourself, are you or is someone you know prone to being one of those people who gets triggered when the world doesn't easily fit into this pole or that pole. This would be phrases like, it's always this way, right? One pole, which implies that the other one might be never. You should never do it that way, which implies if you never do it that way, there must be a right way to do it. I always ruin everything. It's so finite. Always. Do you really always ruin everything, I would ask? You're never there for me. Never? Never, ever, ever? Not even once? Not even a little bit? (laughs) And so when you hear things like always or never, those are the polls that we're talking about. It's that all or nothing, that take it or leave it. Often, uh, this is referred to as black and white thinking. And if we were to use those polls, I would invite you and ask you to consider, can we add some gray, right? Between the two poles, can we add some space? Can we make it more of a spectrum instead of the polarized thoughts? Wouldn't it be nice if things didn't feel so intense, so fatal, so black and white to have a little more internal space. Ah, a little less pressure. You know, I'm recording this episode during the holidays in which I would think, yeah, that would be nice. But how about during any day? Being able to see with a little bit more perspective, a little bit more of that gray area instead of just this or that. If this is you or someone you know, you've come to the right place because we're playing with it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I got this great feedback after the last episode and they said, man, you know, some of these 
examples that you give are really specific. And I said, yeah, they are. They're really personal examples. And, you know, they were like, you know, what I'd really like is something just general. Uh, And I said, okay, (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be so great when we do move into season two and actually have people who are going to be talking back so that we can personalize some of this. And so for today, thank you for the feedback. Let's try to stick to general examples. And here is the tool. In order to take something like the way that you see the world in polls, we have to add more than just those two options. So we're going to use a spectrum of one to five, right? A continuum, if you've heard me talk about in other episodes, of one to five. One, if you're thinking numbers-wise, could be the lowest Five could be the highest, right? If I have five apples, that's four more than one. One apple would be the lowest that I could possibly have, right? Zero, not included, and obviously you could have more than five apples, but not in this example, not today, one to five. (laughs) So there's that. Beyond one to five, you might see it a different way. You might say, well, you know, if I'm in a race and... I win first place, and now we're talking about placements. I'd rather have first place than fifth place. Oh, first place is much better than fifth place. And so those are the polls. So I'm going to offer some general examples now so that you can get into the practice of thinking this way. I gave you the one to five. So let's do it with the polls being hot as one and cold as five. So if my continuum is cold, a cold continuum, I might say that five is the most cold that anything could be, and one is the least cold that something could be. And so if I were to set up that continuum, I might have one as hot, two as warm, three as room temperature, four as cool, and five as cold. And that might be my cold continuum. I might switch it around and I might say, actually, I want to do a hot continuum. And I want it to be, you know, five is the most hot that it could be. And so one would be cold, two would be cool, three would be room temperature, four would be warm, and five would be hot. However you design your continuum is really up to you. It's a tool for you to use to have a little more perspective, add a little more gray, make things less triggering so that you can exist in the world without your emotions hijacking you, my friend. Here's another example. Dark versus light. Dark on one end, light on the other. Now, if you have a dark spectrum, you might say something like, well, five is the darkest it could be. Five might be black. Four might be dark gray, three is gray, two is light gray, and one might be white. Let's say you wanted a light spectrum, with five being the lightest it could be. Five might be white, four might be light gray, three would be gray, two would be dark gray, and one would be black. 
Again, it doesn't matter which poll you set up at one or five, but to be able to consider the world around you, whatever that moment is that is triggering you, and to ask yourself, what is the most I could have of what's bothering me right now, of what's triggering me right now, and what is the least that I could have of this? Whatever you notice that you're focused on, what's the five and what's the one? And then what are the two, three, and four? We get so stuck in the one in five so often. That's really what we're trying to practice teasing out is how can we get a two, three, four in there? So why is this important? You may be asking me. Well, let me tell you, my friend, when we think about wellness, right? The different continuums of wellness that you can have, of which there are many. Five of the main ones that I deal with as a therapist are physically what's happening to you, right? Your physical wellness, your spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, social wellness, and mental wellness. And so to throw out a few examples for this, if you dislocate your leg, right, a knee, right? Maybe not your whole leg, you dislocate a knee. <laughs> and uh, you have now trouble walking. Maybe you need to do a little PT, a little physical therapy. And you may say to yourself, I'll never run again the way that I did. I was an all-star track runner and I'll never run again that way. Never? For sh- are you for sure that you'll never run that way again? Let's set it let's set it up on a continuum, right? Can we set that up on a continuum? If the fastest, right, the most you could run, let's say you're like Nina, I'm like a cheetah. I run 50 miles an hour. I'm not a runner, y'all. So I recognize that this is totally off base here. But let's say that that's what you come in and tell me. You say 50 miles an hour, that was the most. And like, that's a five for me. That was the most I can run. Now I'm running like the least right now. It's like 10 miles an hour. Like I'll never be able to run a five again. Okay. Okay. So if 10 miles is your one and 50 miles is your five, can two be 20 miles, 3, 30, 4, 40? Can we just say, let's get you to two? Would you be happier if you were at two? Oh, I would definitely be happier if I was at a two, right? I can imagine a client saying this to me, uh, as I have heard them say in similar situations when we're talking about polls. Getting from a one to a two would likely make that person happier, less triggered by the idea that they'll never get to five because I don't want them to look at one to five. All I want them to do is look to get to two. How can we get you to two? You'd feel happier if you were at two, right? Definitely. Okay, great. Let's get you to two. Another example. Let's look at uh, your spiritual or emotional wellness. Okay. Let's say you uh, hazard a breakup, right? Most of us will go through this in our lifetime. We have a breakup, whether you were the one who broke up with them or not. Often what I'll hear is, I just feel like I'll never be happy again right? Never be happy again. And they say, never? Like you'll never ever be happy again? Not to see the sunshine or to hear a baby giggle or to eat at your favorite ice cream shop. Like you will just never be happy again. And so then we set that continuum up. The most happy you could ever be is five. The least happy you could ever be is one. And if five was we were so happy. I was smiling. I went to work and I felt good about work and I could spend time with myself or with them. And like, that's a five, like that's the ideal life for me. Now it's the worst it's ever been. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I, all I think about is them. I I'm even at work. It's disrupting my work. Like this is the worst I've ever felt. 
Well, okay then. That sounds like your one. And if that was your five, what you described before, what's your two, three, and four? Well, you know, maybe just to get to two, it would be good if like, if I could just do some more things for myself, I think just to be able to focus at work, that, that would be the one thing I'd shift and it would be at a two. Okay, great. Then let's make that our focus, right? And then we start moving from one to two and things don't seem so intense. Again, it's not about jumping from your one to your five, just moving one up the spectrum, one up the continuum. And then when that person's at two, can we move to three? Can we move to four? Can we get you to five in a different way and in a way that's really fulfilling for you? Now, for some of us, the idea of using the continuum is really helpful because five is actually too much for us, right? And so instead of saying, for example, something I hear fairly often, and that is, I am the most anxious I could ever be. Like, this is a five. I never want to be this way. Like, if this is my anxiety continuum, Nina, five, I'm here, I'm there. And I say, are you really at a five? (laughs) Right? I'm playing with it with them. And often what I'll get is yes, yes. And I say, okay, well, let me, let me offer a little perspective here. Let's imagine that one is, what? Anxiety? This is the least anxious I've ever been. I don't even know what you're talking about. What does anxiety feel like? No, I feel great, right? If that's one, let me now put five. The most anxious someone could be is, I need to call 911 right now because you're going to hurt yourself. That's how anxious you are. And then the client looks back at me right? You might be looking back at me and saying, oh, wait a minute. Okay, wait. Okay. So even though it feels like the most anxious I've ever been, which would have been a five for me on the greater scale spectrum, right? Things of life. Five is hospital and one is nothing at all. So maybe I'm more like a, like a three, like a 3.5, right? (laughs) And now we've used the continuum and it's been super helpful because we've expanded Even the idea of what was the most that something could be and what's really the least that something could be. So whichever way works for you, as this is the tool that you're practicing this upcoming week, really start noticing what is the most that something could be in that moment and make that the five. What's the least it could be and make that the one. You get to choose what the core of that continuum is. Is it a heat continuum? Is it a light continuum? Is it a happiness continuum, an anxiety continuum? Whatever it is, make it yours and use this framework to help support you so that your emotions don't hijack you. Hmm. We're nearing the end of the episode and I'm wondering, what's your takeaway? Yeah. I'm personally sitting with all the times when I feel this intense emotion well up in me and I want to scream or I want to shout. Sometimes I do. If I'm driving, that's a good one. Uh, And somebody is not going fast enough. Uh, Maybe they're not even going the speed limit, right? And I am just, I want to yell, go faster. What are you doing? The rest of us are driving. We have places to be, right? And then I think, ooh, okay, we're we're pretty angry right now. Not like a like a five. If this were my five, how could I bring myself down to a four? Ugh, just take a breath. And then let it out. Okay, all right. Maybe now I'm closer to a four. 
In other ways, I might find that it's the opposite and I need to give myself some perspective and I'm not angry enough about something, something that's happened uh, 10 or 20,000 times, it seems. And I let it slide. And instead I say, you know what? I'm pretty calm, cool, and collected right now. If this was the coolest I could be, how do I bump myself up? How do I become a little more assertive, say, if I'm being too acquiescent on this? How do I get myself up to a two? So let me know what you're playing with. You can let me know that at houstoncreativeartstherapy.com slash triggered, especially if you're looking to submit your own moment for an upcoming episode. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Let us know at that site link. <laughs> uh, for those of you who do enjoy a bit of self-exploration, you know I'm going to leave you with a question for this upcoming week because I do in every episode, and it is this. Where am I on the continuum? When you find yourself in that space where things feel so intense that you've been triggered, what is your real one to five continuum? What's really the most things could be? Either for you or in the grand scheme of things, what's really the five? Know what it is for you. And as for one, that's the least that it could be. Know what your one is, whether it's a one for you or whether it's a one on the grand spectrum of things. Know where you are. And then figure out what's the two, three, four in between. So I'll ask you to ask yourself the next time you're triggered, where am I really? That's what we planned for today, folks. Thanks for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human being. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Triggered, can we play with that? Please feel free to leave a rating and a review on iTunes as it actually helps other people find us when you do. Otherwise... Stay safe out there.